0: Welcome to the More Than Fitness Podcast. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Minisode number 145. On the More Than Fitness Podcast, today's topic, we are discussing my top five favorite lifts for building muscle. Uh, today's Mini Sode question comes from Marcus. Marcus, thank you very much for asking your question. If you want your question answered for one of these mini Sodes, there's a link in the description. It's just a quick form, one question form. Uh, fill that out and I will answer your, epi- uh, your, your episode on the mini Sode. Not what it's for. Um, <laughs> I will answer your question on the mini Sode. Um, all right. I have a few here that I want to knock out, five in particular. So let's go ahead and jump right into things. Uh, the very first – oh, wait. Actually, I need to do these. I just realized I need to build suspense and make the number one the very last one. So sorry. We're going to start with number five. Uh, my my fifth top favorite rough start here the fifth one is going to be single arm shoulder press single arm dumbbell Shoulder press, to be exact. Uh, And the the first reason why I really like this exercise is because, of course, it is unilateral, so you get a little bit of more functionality out of this movement. You have to stabilize uh, a little bit. You have to keep your core a little bit tighter than you would if you're doing something like a, a a seated machine shoulder press, for example. So that's, that's the first reason. Uh, the second reason is also because it's a single arm, uh, you can use the other arm to stabilize yourself. So you can hold on to like a power rack or just some type of pole or something. Uh, and then you can actually use that to stabilize yourself so that you can put more force into uh, the opposite hand that's holding the dumbbell. And so this just allows you that even though it is, um, even though it is, one arm, you can still get quite a bit of force out of it. And for me, sometimes I feel more in control with uh, a single arm dumbbell press, as opposed to doing two dumbbell presses at the same time. Uh, I like holding on to something and then pushing with my other arm. And it just allows me to, to, uh, honestly, sometimes with Uh, Shoulder exercises, uh, I feel like I can focus maybe too much on one side or the other, and this one just prevents any type of imbalances or or something like that. So you get more control and focus on that one limb because of the stability. This also means, to me at least, uh, I feel like it's safer because you're just focusing on that one arm at a time. I feel like uh, whether this is true or not, I'm not 100% sure, but at least it feels safer to me because instead of trying to deal with both dumbbells at the same time, you can just focus on that one dumbbell. And lastly, I like that you can overload it not by adding more weight, but by simply doing more reps. And whenever you get to failure after doing, let's say, a strict single arm shoulder press, well, then you can start to do a little bit of a push press. So you can use your legs for a little bit more momentum to help you bust out a few extra reps and help you overload with very little risk, right? So the fifth one is single arm dumbbell shoulder press. Number four, this one's going to be Maybe a little bit of surprise for some of you, but it is the leg press. Why? Because I'm lazy and I don't want to do barbell squats. I don't even want to do goblet squats, like holding the dumbbell in front of me, right? I don't want to do front squats. None of that shit. I want to do leg press. And does that mean that leg press is automatically better than squats and those other things? No, definitely not. You know, having a, a hack squat variation is, is something I also like using. But for me, I just love the leg press one because most gyms are going to have this. So it's easy if you're traveling uh, or if you just go to different gyms or, or whatever, every place is probably almost guaranteed to if they have any machines at all to have a leg press. Uh, so I, I do like that part of it. I like it because I'm lazy and I get to just sit there instead of doing something like a back squat. Uh, the next part that I like is that it is stabilized, right? So you have your, your back pushed up against the pad and you can essentially use all your force in your legs, right? So it's, it's, it's obviously going to work less muscles than something, let's say, like a barbell back squat. Uh, however, I do like whenever I'm trying to focus on my legs, I want to just hit legs, not uh, all the time, but sometimes, right? And this is where the leg press can be uh, very handy. So you can you can put a lot of force, you can overload your legs very safely uh, and, and practice that squat pattern somewhat uh, without actually doing back squats. Uh, another thing that I like with the leg press is that you can vary your foot positions to kind of bias different muscle groups. And first thing is that you cannot train your hamstrings on leg press. I'm not saying that it doesn't work your hamstrings at all. However, I'm saying that it is not a good hamstring builder. So go ahead and get that uh, out of your head. However, if you want to vary your foot positions to affect things like glutes, uh, and of course, quads, the quads are going to be the main thing that that leg press uh, targets, obviously. Uh, So But the way that you put your feet can emphasize uh, and bias one of these a little bit more than the other. So if you want to bias your glutes, you're going to have your feet a little bit higher on the platform, but you are going to keep them a little bit closer together. A lot of people think that you put your your feet high and wide to target your glutes, but actually you're targeting more of your adductors, which is basically the muscle that runs down the side, like from your groin down to your kneecap, kind of. Um, So you're going to train those uh, a little bit more with that stance, not glutes. Glutes are going to be higher up on the platform. However, they're going to be a little bit closer. And if you want to target quads, you want to bias more knee flexion. So essentially you want to bend your knees more so that you can get a bigger range of motion with your quadriceps. And you do that by putting your feet lower on the platform and somewhat closer together. This is just going to allow for the most knee flexion and therefore the most tension on the quads. So the fourth one, leg press. Number three, this one's back to shoulders. I do like hitting shoulders. Uh, it just, it feels good. So my third one is going to be the dumbbell lateral raise. So just a side lateral raise, very basic movement. Um, however, I am very bullish on these. I, I really do like these as an overall um. They're good anytime, uh, but especially I think these are one of the best mass builders. If you do them correctly and overload them correctly, uh, the this is a great mass builder. This is a great shoulder builder. Um, yes, shoulder builder uh, helps with your delts, and it is my favorite. The next part is that you can recover really quickly from these lateral raises. You got to think you're not putting forth too much energy whenever you're just kind of like raising your arm up to the side uh, and also just the nature of the the movement. It's not like a shoulder press where you can lift tons of weight at one time. So you're not, pr- you know, with a dumbbell lateral raise, the most that you're lateral raising is, is, you know, who knows, maybe in like the 15 to 30 range, if you can, dumbbell lateral raise over 30 pounds with good form like i'm i'm i want to see your delts for sure um however this means that you can recover really quickly from them so you can put them i like to tag them on to a lot of workouts actually so i probably do these at least two to three times per week because i just I, i love hitting them i can recover from them very quickly my shoulders don't get super sore i don't feel achy or anything like that um and I vary up the rep ranges, you know, I, I can, I can do some one day I can maybe go a little bit heavier going maybe the eight to 10 rep range. Another day I can go more towards the 10 to 12 rep range. And then another day I can maybe do the 12 to like 20 rep range and really get high reps there. Um, so I do like it for that reason that it's a great mass builder in your delts. You can also recover from it quickly. So you can do it very often. Uh, and then lastly, again, going in line with those two, it's it's got a very low risk of injury. Of course, some people can can do it wrong and mess themselves up. Uh, however, if you can do it correctly, it's great for that those side delts to make you, give you that V shape, right? Give you the V shape, just make you have a wider frame in general, and then it makes your waist look smaller. That's kind of the, the idea behind the um, V shape. Okay, the second one is going to be a chest supported row. I love chest supported rows. It's just, I also love back movements. Back movements, and it could be just where I'm like sitting for a lot of the day, and I'm, I've got my shoulders rounded forward a little bit. I like just the the feeling that you get after you do a solid back workout, but in particular, I love this exercise of the chest supported row. And whenever I say chest supported row, um, and this is actually one of the points I have down, I love how versatile it is because you can do it with minimal equipment, meaning you can just have a bench, like an incline bench, and then you have dumbbells, right? So you can do a chest-supported row that way. You can also do something more like a... um, like a T-bar row, essentially, except it's going to have a a pad for your chest as well, um, and you can vary your grips up with that. Sometimes you can have a wider grip, you can have a more narrow grip, you can have your palms pronated, or you can have them facing each other. Right? You can just get different variations on that. And the reason why I love the chest support so much, and the, the biggest point here, um, is that it does it takes it makes the limiting factor. Uh, For the most part, if you have straps, as long as grip isn't an issue, the limiting factor is your back, your upper back, which you're trying to train, and not your lower back. What I mean by that is if you do bent over barbell rows, for example, or bent over dumbbell rows where you're doing both at the same time, the limiting factor could be first your lower back because you're bent over and it's just your, your lower back is in that static hold for a long period of time while you're doing your other reps. And so maybe before your upper back gets fatigued, your lower back gets too fatigued and then you have to drop the weight. A same, the same thing goes if, it's, if, it's, uh, if you're not using straps and your grip is the limiting factor before your back actually tires out. Well, then that's, that's not good, right? But with the chest supported row, What it does is it takes away the you having to stabilize your low back the entire time. And so that means that you can really overload your upper back, which the movement is intended for in the first place, uh, with lots of control, a big range of motion, and you can overload it pretty heavily because your risk of injury is, is, is fairly low, um, so so yeah, and it also just eliminates cheating as well. So it makes it a more effective movement in the first place because of the, the chest support. You can't you you have feedback, right with the chest. If you would throw your momentum backwards like you would if you were doing barbell rows whenever you're using a lot of momentum to heave the weight up, well, with, with the barbell row, you don't have the feedback of the pad. Whenever you lift off the pad on the chest supported row, you're gonna know, okay, I'm really using momentum here, right, I'm really jerking around. But however, if you keep your chest in contact with that pad the entire time, well, then you know, okay, I'm hitting basically pure upper back, rear delts, etc., right? So it makes it a very effective movement to uh, be a, a good mass builder for your back, particularly your upper back. And lastly, we're going to bring it home with trap bar deadlifts. Trap bar deadlifts, if I could only pick one exercise to do for the rest of my life, it would probably be trap bar deadlifts just because it simply hits everything for the most part. Like It literally is going to hit almost every single uh, muscle group that you have. It's a very functional movement. So it also transfers very well to sprinting and to jumping and to sports, uh, and just producing more power, speed, absolute strength overall. Uh, and so I think that that's, that's another plus. So beyond just the, the, uh, um, muscle building properties that it has, it's also great for strength. It's also great for power and speed. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's the, the transferability is excellent, uh, and the the last thing would be, well actually, yeah. The last thing is that besides squats, like doing these trap bar deadlifts, maybe even up there with squats, I feel my most tired and I feel like complete shit after a set because my heart rate is going so fast afterwards. So I know that there's a little bit of a cardio component whenever I'm doing these, these trap bar deadlifts as well, as well. It's, it's really skyrocketing my heart rate up there every single set. If I'm pushing myself hard enough, whereas if I'm doing dumbbell lateral raises, my heart rate's not going to be going up as much. So I like, I like the challenge. I like how it makes me sweat. I like how it makes me feel after I get done doing the exercise. And you can literally, like I could literally, if I was very rushed on time and I had a trap bar deadlift, I would just go in and do like five to 10 sets of trap bar deadlifts in like the, you know, six to 12 rep range and call it a day. And I'd have a very efficient and effective workout. And I'd also be probably pretty tired of shit afterwards too. So those are my top five favorite lifts, single arm dumbbell shoulder press, number four is the leg press, number three is dumbbell lateral raises, number two is the chest supported row, and number one is going to be trap bar deadlifts. And that is it. Marcus, thank you so much for your question. If you want to get your question answered, just fill out the form in the link in the description. It's linked there. Yes. Rate, review, subscribe, all that shit. If you like this, thank you guys as always for listening and for watching. See ya. And that is that, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than Fitness podcast. And please, if you could help me out a little bit here and leave a rate and review in iTunes and also take a screenshot and post it up on your IG story, tag me at Matt McLeod 6. I'd love to share it. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast and also so that we can share the word with other people. I would love to build up this community, build up this tribe of people that we have like you and I, uh, and get the word out there. Uh, also, if you want more free content, you can check the links in the description. I have my free four-week workout plan, The Ultimate Physique Development. And also, if you want to work with me online one-on-one for personal coaching, you can check the link in the description as well. Uh, and anything you else you need, please send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to. hear from you. Again, thank you so much for listening.